Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Oh, 15. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Not bad. Again, 15s are just such a solid, such... It feels strong. It's, it it's does. It's safe. It's a safe zone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's a safe truth zone. Wait, what? What? Anyway, welcome back, everyone. And uh, please welcome to the stage the Demon Prince Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Grey is in the house. Grey has broken through into the clubhouse, the safe yeah. zone again. Yeah. We were in a nice safe zone. And mm-hmm. then Grey is like, kicks kicks the door down. <laughs> like, me too. One of them space doors, as yeah. Grey says. I am glad that they put a fine point on that because yeah in my mm-hmm. head i was like he knew the whole i mean the trick with the fireplace but not only that he would have known it <laughs> but that he would have been like Ugh, like made his way down to the boiler room through the fire this seems much more him mm-hmm. yeah yeah well and and mm-hmm. we are brought back to the idea that it is a uh, reminiscent to the tear the zorn came through yes mm-hmm. Although, so we still don't know it's similar, doesn't necessarily mean it's the same, so I don't know. But it suggests that however the Zorn got in Mm -hmm. is similar to whatever magics Grey is using to get to Mm -hmm. and fro. Just just casually punching holes in reality (laughs) over here. Maybe that was it. He's just like, he threw a tantrum, punched a hole through to the rock zone, and now he's... (laughs) And now here's a Zorn. Exactly. Who knows what (laughs) water creature is hanging out in like an oasis right now being like, I don't know how I got here. (laughs) They created the oasis. It used to just be a desert. It's gorgeous now. Mm. Because Gray does immediately go on a tangent here. So I don't think he's above having little tantrums and just punching holes in space if this oh, is a thing no. Yeah, do. definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does have kind of a point, right? Like, they could have just been cool. Because they, I mean, they immediately, like, kind of blew up his spot with exposing the Commodore <laughs> this early. <laughs> it is, like, this whole discussion we have back and forth with Gray, he's very immature. Like, he's very, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for being so old, he's very childish. So I wonder if this has something to do with, like, he is sort of, like... I don't know, a coddled demon prince in this mm-hmm. area that, of hell where he lives? I do feel like that that tracks. Yeah. He's the youngest demon child. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, he's he's being very bratty about mm-hmm. it. And, I mean, let's face some facts here. He's a prince. Right. He for sure gets his way. Uh-huh. And when things don't go his way, he's vexed. And he lets everybody know it. Everybody's going to know. Mm-hmm. It's very much like he has invited them over to play Mario Kart on his <laughs> game system. Mm-hmm. And, and Fitzroy has chosen Mario, even though he wanted to. So now he's stuck with Luigi. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and he's losing, and he doesn't like it. I mean, he's losing, yeah. He's losing, and he doesn't realize it isn't the fact that he didn't just choose somebody in the same weight class as Mario to offset it. He's letting (laughs) his own upset get in his way of, you know, getting those good lap times in. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of what they touched on before. He is his Mm -hmm. own downfall if you can get him riled. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely riled. Yes. Which they're apparently very good at. (laughs) For sure. They have been blue shelling his entire plan. That is, I feel like this entire thing so far has just been a bunch of blue shells being thrown wherever. (laughs) Whoever you think is in first, you don't know until the blue shell hits. And then you're like, okay, well, then I guess that's who was sort of in the lead. 
God, you guys, I can't wait to play Mario Kart again now. It's been so long. <laughs> I want everybody to know that I am wearing um, sweatpants right now that say Nintendo 64 along the side and have, like, the checkered flag on them. <laughs> Let's play Mario Kart right now. I was ready for this convo. I dressed for the occasion. <laughs> See, and I was going to make a joke about not wearing pants at all while podcasting, but <laughs> I am actually wearing jeans. So. Oh, you might as well be wearing a suit. I'm, I'm fully clothed today. <laughs> for once. For once. For once in this pandemic, I have all my clothes on. <laughs> I'm wearing NASA boxer shorts, so that's where I'm at today. All right. Finally, the listeners have a full picture. Aha. Uh-huh. Now you can all really visualize. Uh, but this is actually perfect. And with your NASA boxer shorts, you can head up our space division. Because apparently there will be some naval battles, we learn. Oh, my goodness. At least Gray's planning for them. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, see, I feel like Argo will be ready for this. Like, this is what Argo has been waiting for. Oh, yeah. That he, he would be com- in command of a ship, maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, I feel like Fitz would 100% get extremely seasick. So I think mm. that may be his primary concern about the naval battles, not just their unpreparedness, but his personal unpreparedness. Sure. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, and then, of course, we have to see where the fear bulb feels on this. And he could potentially turn into an orca whale, but he hasn't seen one before. This sidebar on what <laughs> animals he does yes. or does not know. It, this is the stuff we live for. Mm-hmm. I was cracking up. At first I was like, this is not animorphs. Like, he doesn't have to touch him. <laughs> and like absorb their power and whatnot and then i was like well it's also not true blood where you have to like have seen it oh i don't Um, know what the what the magics entail right well in uh let me push up my glasses in (laughs) D &D, 5e you need to be fourth level to have swimming to have like a water animal so what level Mm -hmm. are they even do we do levels in this game i don't even know yeah. Gosh, I think they did say so. I think they're they're around that. They're at least third level, so I think maybe they're. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're higher than fourth. So I think so, but I'm not sure. Well, and they did already kind of bunk it up. Well, maybe not, because you're also not supposed to be able to fly until, until oh, level well, eight. I mean, I don't know. You know, they're not really. It's the adventure zone is not really about the rules. I think. <laughs> Wait, what? I've been here for real D and D. Hard-hitting content. <laughs> I just take my little playbill I somehow have with Travis's face on it and just, like, stand up and leave. I do like the idea of the fear bulb attempting to turn into an orca just based on a description of one or possibly, like, a bad drawing. Oh, my gosh. Fitz does say he'll give him a very convincing drawing. And then profusely apologizes oh to God. Gray for taking up his time. I do, I really love the mental image of Gray has come in, is trying to be super dramatic, and they're just having this whole conversation about something related but not really and he's just sort of standing in the background fuming like what Mm -hmm. is happening i'm supposed to be scary how dare you i think this whole thing is wild because i was also like is everybody else in the room just like watching this go down yes the answer is yes they're all just letting this happen i mean you know you're mid post tribunal party you've just found out that one of your one of your members is a traitor and then all of a sudden there's a demon prince there in the room i mean it's a lot to take in so much they're all like kind of half eating pizza still like everybody right nervously (laughs) darting their eyes between the two Mm -hmm. groups do i have to jump in and save these boys i don't know is there any more mushroom and olive pizza i don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> Those are the things they're thinking as they're watching. But the important thing still stands that Gray is having his little fit mm-hmm. and saying that they ruined his plans for the Commodore. Which gives us the total confirmation that, yes, the Commodore is 100%. in league with Gray. Unless. Mm-hmm. Unless. <laughs> what if? He just wants Gray to think that he... I'm kidding. I think that this is probably exactly what it looks like. <laughs> well, and what's funny is it is it is exactly what it looks like. Like, this was not a very good mole if everyone oh kind of knew. This like, was, so yeah. this is where, again, we're, we're like desperately trying to give layers to something that might just be a flat cut. It could we're be. like, okay, so we have a mole that's obviously a mole mm-hmm. to then hide the actual mole. Right. That's what I mm. want. This is where yeah. I'm keeping like, okay, but who else in this room? Yes. Mm. That's where my mind is. I mean, we know we, he definitely has other allies. Uh-huh. And we, oh, absolutely. I think it's certainly fair to, to assume that maybe some of them are more competent than the Commodore, who also seems like really fiery. I don't know. Yeah, maybe all of Gray's friends are like this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it would make sense if all of his friends are kind of like him. Very quick to anger. Seems kind of insecure. Yeah. This is like a mean girl situation. Regina uh-huh. George. That's Gray. For sure Gray. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like getting his other mean girls together. And everyone that's at the top is just as bad. Everybody at the top is the plastics. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Fitzroy's like, what do we do? We got to take out his army of skanks. Number one, (laughs) what did we learn from the film Mean Girls? That's our plan. That's our plan. (laughs) That's now on the murder board. Don't don't worry, everybody. Well, there is kind of a weird twist in the course of this conversation about the terms of the war and whether or not they're being honored, um, because, of course, Gray's whole concept of how this is supposed to go down, he, yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to throw his controller across the room exactly. if you don't if you do not do it, like, by house rules. But, right. but then he also mentions he was, in fact, grooming Fitz this entire time. <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, if you're not going to play by the rules, what if you join and we send everybody else home, you know? yeah. If you are not going to let me win, then why don't I show you how to make the jump on Wario Stadium and we can both lap everybody three times together? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess it's fair to sort of be like, maybe I should just recruit somebody else because the Commodore is apparently not a great friend. I mean, it was like... really bold. Like, let me also throw my entire hand of cards on the table and be like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, Fitz, still into you if you want to come join this party. <laughs> but oh, ho, ho, Fitzroy is spoken for. Mm-hmm. And you will be hearing from the Thunderman legal team. <laughs> I do kind of question, like, what was the cool thing? Maybe that's maybe that should be our poll. Is Ooh. what was the cool thing to say? Because we, I mean, I kind of liked Thunderman roll hard or whatever. Ooh, yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah, sort yeah. of like the sports team slogan wasn't mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an iteration that might be slightly more threat- threatening than you'll be hearing from our legal team. There could be something. I don't think there's anything more threatening than sticking a legal team on someone, <laughs> though. Well, I mean, I guess since Gray's response is that, you know, he's going to take the crepe machine from them, I guess this is sort of the level they're operating on at the moment. (laughs) Slashing at ankles. It is... Oh, this is dirty dealing now. It's important to know everybody's really specific weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, Gray does have the upper hand here for sure, because they bring up the fact that, like, he could murder them all right now if he wanted to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Interesting 
that again, we don't know the exact extent of chaos here because he does mention like chaos would be pissed if I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not in control completely here. Right. He maybe is kind of the angry kid and he still has to worry about his, his parent. Yeah. Well, and even to that effect, like the angry kid, he is also the one kind of with the house rules here. So if he wants to take away mm-hmm. all the controllers and now nobody gets to play, he can do that. But if he breaks one of them, mm-hmm. he is going to be in trouble with he's chaos. He's definitely going to get in trouble. But I mean, Fitz is not completely without power here especially with like i mean these they're very much like they're kind of on sibling level here because you know gray brings up chaos as sort of the parent figure and fits you know in a genuinely smooth move is like hey you don't know what kind of connection i have with chaos and how much power i really have yes Mm -hmm. girl well, and to keep running with this analogy, as soon as Fitzroy does say it, which of course, mm, girl, into it, <laughs> but Grey calls back to the rest of the Unbroken Chain and is like, are you hearing this? Are you, are you oh, just oh. to make sure you guys all know <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. where this guy's coming from? And then he like sticks out his tongue to Fitzroy like, eh, deal with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping to turn like, his friends against him. Exactly. Like, do you see, do you see who you just invited into uh, your group? Do you guys really want this guy? Just saying. <laughs> Opening up his burn book as he's turning to grab a this Commodore and is leave. the skankiest hoe <laughs> I have ever met. It's a picture of Gray. <laughs> it's a picture of him, him and Fitzroy together. <laughs> torn. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Chaos God. took it. I really hope everybody, Uh I mean, I know this is a ridiculous thing to say, because of course everybody has seen the film Mean Girls, but I really hope everybody listening (laughs) to the show has seen the film Mean Girls. (laughs) I mean, I think it is required viewing at this point. We'll have to stop the episode, go watch Mean Girls, Girls, and then come back and press play again. (laughs) Oh, it is an excellent film. It is. You're welcome. But then essentially, after that, he's like, all right, I gotta go. Like, I'm gonna grab my friend, we're gonna dip, and they almost do kind of without incident but then what what's this oh excuse me what's that (laughs) what's that the fear bulk attacks with an ice knife girl what what like where what you guys these (laughs) boys Mm -hmm. are just like all all these because we we had that moment with fitz Mm -hmm. i can't even handle it (laughs) fitz was surprised by how enraged he got with the commodore Mm-hmm. And now I think we're getting that with the fear bulk of just like, are you? Mm. Yeah, we keep getting these really emotional kind of outbursts from these boys that is surprising to mm-hmm. us, at least. I don't know how surprised the fear bulk was by this because he didn't let us know. But I feel like the interesting takeaway I also get from this moment is the fact that we were just talking about how Gray is very, Gray and the Commodore are very much like easy to rile up. They are going mm-hmm. to just have outbursts and you kind of. You can see you riling them up. Whereas the fear bulg, you would not have known. He kept mm-hmm. that in and then it was off like a shot. And here goes an ice dagger into the Commodore. Right? And he gets him. He gets him. Yep. That was a surprise. I was surprised. I was very surprised. He is he is a fear bulg of action. He is. Everyone is being a better rogue than the rogue. <laughs> I think. Aww. With like sneak attacks and surprise. <laughs> Argo's taking notes. <laughs> like, oh, that's how, oh, okay. He's taking notes in his learn book. Oh, it's got pictures of his friends and lovely things in it. This is the loveliest <laughs> elf I've ever book? met. And it's a photo of Fitzroy. <laughs> it's the other half of the picture with Gray. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I want to learn books so bad. <laughs> we'll make one. We'll make one. <laughs> but I mean, this is like a this is smooth gameplay on on Justin's part because he's he's been presented with an opportunity where they can take an advantage, right? Yeah. And everyone else is sort of distracted by this sort of petty fight about what they should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And because the fear bug is like, I mean, he's a character of action. You know, he he just <laughs> does things. He has flipped an entire tent uh, in the past. He's not prone to outbursts exactly, True. but when he wants to do something, he does it instead mm-hmm. of questioning right. whether or not he should. And that is potentially kind of dangerous because I, uh, for Gray, you know, I'm not for the rest of them, but because Gray is used to being impulsive, I think, when he's angry mm-hmm. and then it's obvious and you can see it coming. And I think the, the Fear Bulk is really their, their kind of dark horse in this yeah. that... He is not predictable because he doesn't behave in the way that... I mean, Gray and Fitzroy are, are alike in a lot of ways. And uh, the Fear Bulk is a whole different kind of chaos. Not the, the deity, but the concept. Love that, though. <laughs> but can he become the deity? Mm. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> and we have a new dad as the Fear Bulk. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. That's very well put. Mm-hmm. He's very much like the friend that is totally chill with everything right up until the point until, when they're not. Uh-huh. And then everyone is really surprised. And then it's like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, and the other really masterful thing that we see here in this moment of why he did this was because then Gray retaliates. And he hits not only the Fearbulg, but also three other members of the Unbroken Chain. And it's mm-hmm. in that moment that Fearbulg goes, do you see what we are talking about now? And then all of a sudden, not only was he going, I have an opening, I have an opportunity, but it was a chance to let everybody in this room know, in case they didn't know... This is for real, real. And yeah. If you don't know, now, now you, you know, know, Mr. President. <laughs> he says to Mosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that is a, that's a really good point that, like, I think because Gray is so into posturing and kind of um, bombastic, I think he would be easy to dismiss as a threat on some level, right? Because right. you can't see the power. You just see the bravado. Right. And, Even this feels very yeah. immature. Again, it's childish. It's too, it sounds like two brothers having a little spat with each other. Mm-hmm. But it was important that they drive home the idea of, no, this person is extremely dangerous and they yeah. are absolutely really capable of killing everybody here if, mm-hmm. if he wants to. Right. They mean it when they say that. And then not only that, but he's incredibly powerful in the fact that he does take a member of his army of skanks and he walks through that <laughs> door and not only closes, well, first we get a little glimpse inside. Love that. <laughs> I like to imagine Fitz and Argo leaning. What's in there? Mm-hmm. Nothing good. Basically looks like a nightmare. <laughs> Not only closes that up, but now all of a sudden, oh, the um, magical door to this entire room, gone. That Also, mm-hmm. you're poisoned. Congratulations. Right. Like, let me just tick, tick, tick. Like, yep. go down the checklist of what all can I do? Because yeah. you... you... <laughs> You outed my mole. Mm-hmm. Then you stabbed him. Mm-hmm. Now... <laughs> Yeah, just... Which I think also speaks to his level of how dangerous he actually is. Because if this is like a petty little get back at you hurting Mm -hmm. his friend, he's Mm going to poison four people and then take away your means of escape. Yikes. Yes. Like, if that's what you're going to do by just being like prodded a little bit, what is he going to do when he decides to let all hell break loose? Literally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Can we talk about like just the sort of OSHA implications hmm, of, of this them room? building this room? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, so we learned that the, we didn't really know. Like, I just sort of assumed that there was an illusion that was making it look like there was a wall there when there wasn't. And this was just in the basement of the school. Yeah, That's but it's actually like thought. miles away mm-hmm. and, and apparently just like a self-contained. They're just buried underground or something in this room that there's no other access to, yeah. which is really kind of bad design as a panic room. Really bad. You know, because if your trans-dimensional door breaks, I mean... There should there, be there's another nothing you can do about exit. it. Mm-hmm. There's no call button to say, <laughs> hey, we're stuck in there's here. There's no video surveillance system. Yeah. They don't, as far as we know, even have like some canned goods or something oh, if they yeah. need it. We just have this pizza. Yeah. This pizza and? And? Well, we have a cat. <laughs> we have a transdimensional kitty. There we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There's our little transdimensional cat. Chekhov's cat returns. Thank goodness. I was very excited that we finally brought the cat back. Yeah. Argos mm-hmm. named him Schrodinger. Very cute. Mm-hmm. And he gets to meet Snippers. Oh, my god, Which I was very excited about. And it's important that this cat is here because we do learn that Higgle Miss is the one who established this doorway. And we know, mm-hmm. well, Schrodinger belongs to Higgs. Yeah, we do have to start saying Hig now, apparently. apparently. Like, he's, he's de-aged and now he's on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would always call him Higgs in my notes. Travis couldn't let me have that. So he's only Hig. He's only a singular. Uh, uh. <laughs> so here's my question. Uh-huh. Back to the most important part of the show, which is Snippers and the cat having a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that Travis talking to himself back and forth? Yes. I believe so. Yes. Okay. That was great. <laughs> As both a little cat and a little crab. So it is funny impressive. that we have to go through Fitzroy to Snippers <laughs> to this kitty cat, who obviously, ideally, only wants some more of this amazing fish jerky that, you know, Argo has been talking about this whole time and must be pretty good. Apparently. But also never forget that the scene here is three boys sitting on the ground talking to a little shiny <laughs> glittering cat while everybody else is either bleeding or looking for another way out. Right? <laughs> Air's running out. There's people being slowly poisoned to death. They're no longer able to move. And then a little little animal chat happening. These are the children that they have gotten involved with. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of second guessing uh, letting these boys in. They're like, was that the best idea? All right. I mean, it hasn't even been five minutes that they've they've let them in, and they've they've already found out that there's a mole. They Demon they. Prince. Demon prince who has now trapped them in this room. Now they're talking to a cat. I mean, this is this is a lot to take in, and I think you would probably be wondering if you should re-examine your method of recruitment for your secret organization at this point. The looks that Jackal is getting. Masha's just kind of side-eyeing him, gives him like a wordless shake of the head. And so this is when Jackal goes over just as the cat disappears and is like, Hey, um, so what? <laughs> Luckily, though, the kitty comes right back. The cat is on it. Mm-hmm. It's got a little magic mirror, little, little magic mirror phone. And oh, hey, what's up? Uh, you did catch Hig now in the middle of, like we said, his, uh, he was just doing a TikTok. He was just making another little vid for his fans. But uh, what's up? How can I help you? How are things? How's it going over there? Oh, you guys got pizza? And they're like, we don't have time for this. How do we establish the the portal back to the school? From this, quote, safe room that you made. 
<laughs> I assume that the command, the complicated series of commands to open the portal is a TikTok dance now. Oh, that He had yes. to teach really quick to Fitz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made it up a long time ago before he took a hiatus from the platform. But now he's back and he's really feeling it. This was the perfect time for Fitzroy to ask, what does he have to do? Well, and what he has to do is just go just a hundred yards through a hell dimension. Sounds sounds great. Listen, it's going to be so easy. It's going to be so easy. It really, it does seem like a hundred yards does not seem like a lot. It's like, you know, 300 feet. That's not bad. Until you start to remember like, oh, there's like flying demons. It is a nightmare dimension. Hellhounds. And it is a nightmare dimension. Yeah. Like, I try to equate it to um, getting off a plane in Phoenix. (laughs) Like, that little bit of space. And I mean, literally, like, yeah, going from, like, the plane door to the terminal. (laughs) And, like, that little spot where I'm outside for about Mm -hmm. half a second. It's the hottest, driest I've ever been in my life. And I'm like, that's it. That's That would be this to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or if you've ever been outside in Las Vegas, like on the strip, mm-hmm. like walking between two different places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know both of these scenarios. Yes. I, so that's essentially what these boys are walking into with this nightmare dimension is essentially landing in Phoenix or walking between casinos in Las Vegas. <laughs> and actually, it's funny because Trav, the way he describes the hell dimension, like he describes a lot of stuff that... I, I really mm-hmm. always like the description of something that's hard to look at. I really like that. Um, I listened to this other show called The Magnus Archives, and a character mm-hmm. is described as being hard to look at, and I always really liked that. Um, mm-hmm. He talks about, you know, like rocks floating and this and that and the other. When he talks about the angles not matching up, the thing it made me think of is um, Seuss Landing at Universal <laughs> Studios Orlando <laughs> because nothing there is at a right angle. Yeah. But also, Brittany and our sister and me had a nightmare scenario at Space Landing. So both of those things combined uh-huh. okay. had me imagine that. So essentially, we were in line way too long for a ride that was not worth it. Uh, uh, and had the music playing. The kookiest on a loop. Music. <laughs> looping oh no this is making me think oh this is exactly what hell hell dimensions are like right there it it's, is. it's being trapped it in is. a really hot theme park mm-hmm. and in a in a bad line with like uh-huh. the same music looping over and over again that's mm-hmm. it that's what these boys no walked into. nothing to quench that thirst <laughs> it's a mix of all three things that's where you can't it's it's inconceivable because it is somehow the phoenix airport and the Las Vegas Strip and, and Sue's Landing at Universal Studios Orlando. And just like that time, it was a pain that you felt you had always had you... and are never getting out of again. Exactly. Like, this is life now and there's no escape. I, I have, was at Universal in Los Angeles uh, mm-hmm. when it was like 105. So I know exactly what this is like now. There you go. <laughs> Another level to it. It is both Universal Orlando and Universal <laughs> Los Angeles. What? How? That's the nightmare. Travis painted this beautiful word picture. And we've already taken ourselves <laughs> to a theme park on a really hot day. And mm-hmm. Justin has gone straight to the DMV <laughs> mm-hmm. in his mind. But the point is that we we all understand the concept of the the risk of psychic damage of being in this place. Absolutely, we do. And luckily, two of our boys are able to withstand. They're able to overcome it. Fearbulg, Fitzroy, you're going to be fine. Argo, oh no, he's crumpling. He's oh. going down. He's on the floor. Oh no. 
poor guy. He's used oh. to the water. He's he's the least oh, suited true. to be in, in a hot hell dimension. Mm-hmm. He's going to just evaporate. Well, and of course it's very cute that then Fitzroy is trying like, just hold on to my belt loop. <laughs> I feel like because the boys both overcame the psychic damage that they can't comprehend how bad it is for Argo right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And you know I was hoping one of them would just pick him up. I'm like, he's little. Just grab him. Right. There's nothing more exciting than large characters picking up smaller <laughs> characters to <laughs> carry them. So good. With consent, but... Mm-hmm, of course. But let let us never forget, Fitzroy's a big boy. Exactly. Fitzroy That's is... true. That's uh, true. 6'4 now. Hell yeah, he Never is. forget. Girl, how could I? And I do want to know, what is his strength check? Mm. True. Because the fear has brought up more than a few times, like, ugh, strength, not my strong suit. Interesting. Yeah, I would love to know what their stats actually are. Because, mm-hmm. of course, yeah, Fitzroy is bigger. I guess I think most of us probably just keep picturing the Fearbolg as because, of course, he's he's big. Right. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have, I don't know, the fortitude to, you know, be yeah. hauling things and people around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Whereas Fitzroy, yeah, Fitzroy might. He might be more suited to it. I don't know. I am now sort of picturing him like Fitzroy with with Argo on one shoulder and the fear bulk on the other. Just like maybe he can just bench press like a crazy amount. Ooh, Ooh girl. girl. Mm. Listen, we'll have to have another training montage. Maybe then they'll let us know where everybody is on their stats. We can only hope. But the good news is... We're all invisible, so we can take this easier course (laughs) up there. Oh, Oh, shit, wait. Thank (gasps) God Fitzroy remembered. Did anybody else remember? I did not. Like, in our little team? I didn't. Uh, I think it might. I felt like there was some reason that the invisibility was not going to work. I didn't remember why, but I could sort of tell from the way Travis was responding to things just a little <laughs> bit that he was kind of like, a little cheeky. okay, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that there was That's some so some reason why he thought this was not going to be productive. Mm-hmm. I was all in with Fitz, like, hell yeah, let's go. I'll grab your belt loop. Let's <laughs> get invisible. Walk up there until he was like, oh shit, wait. And again, thank goodness he did. It was a great <laughs> reveal. But I do like the idea of everyone like in the kindergarten chain holding hands. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. put your hand or yeah, hold the shoulder of the person in front of you. It's very much mm-hmm. like when you're trying to get through a convention, a busy Phoenix airport mm-hmm. where you don't want to oh, lose see, your group. Or a... Uh, <laughs> A haunted house. We haunted are getting house. into haunted house season. Ooh. Assuming they I don't are know allowed how many to happen. Are actually going to be happening, but hey, any house can be haunted if you believe in it. There you go. Love that. That was beautiful. That was always Halloween is saved. <laughs> Everyone just believe. <laughs> <laughs> so it did hurt me though that uh, Fitzroy wasted all those spells. <laughs> that that. Yeah, that was the, and I like to imagine. I know they end up making it work that like his footing is off, and so he kind of stumbles, and it draws the attention of some hellhounds from further away. But I do love the idea of him shouting and being like, "Oh God damn it! <laughs> this isn't gonna work." <laughs> They wouldn't have even noticed. Like, they were not paying any attention to three random people who happened to be in hell. Because, you know, they've got work to do. They're busy doing whatever demons and pit fiends do. And they might not have noticed until this idiot kid was like, oh, no, I'm not actually invisible. (laughs) It could not have been played better, but it got followed up with that crit fail. Oh, my God. It's just like, fucking shit. (laughs) Well, well, and then the fact that Griffin started singing. I'm like, all of this has to be part. 
part of it. It all has to be part of it. Fitzroy's just inconsolable when he fails so hard that, like, he still ends up drawing attention to himself. That was very beautiful. I appreciate Griffin very much for deciding, uh, instead of saying, oh, no, I got a one, to start singing this song. <laughs> Poor guy. He doesn't just fall down so hard and so loudly that he alerts everyone in the immediate area, but he also cuts himself badly enough to do three damage. Oh, no. Fitzroy. Oh, my goodness. But luckily, he can't focus on that right now. We got to run. As soon as they hear those dogs, it's like, this is some Silent Hill realness where you're like, oh, God, Mm -hmm. those dogs without the skin are going to be running at us. We got to go. Luckily, Fearbulg has a hold on Argo. Although it's still slowing him down. It does slow him down. Definitely a dangerous situation. And let us not forget, the Fearbulg is still poisoned. Oh, it's And it was not doing well previously, which was another reason. I was like, uh, Fitzroy, could you, you know, lend a hand? Can't use one arm. I mean, literally needs a hand. Mm. Uh, and... But so Fitzroy does get ahead. And I like to think... This is the moment where in the movie they start running and then it goes slow-mo for a little bit and then it mm-hmm. plays You Had a Bad Day over top of it. <laughs> you see dogs in the distance starting to run for them as exactly. all these boys panicked just taking off. <laughs> While they're doing their 100-yard dash. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> to that Like Argo, Argo hanging over Fearbulg's shoulder, like just, just looking so depressed and like uh, oh. just giving in to the fact that they're running oh. and there are these hellhounds behind him. He's just like fine. <laughs> just... I do think it's kind of funny that Argo's plan ended up being the one they had to do. With him just <laughs> let's open up and run like hell. There you go. He called it, and he's also the one not running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like carry me. It's like oh no, I tripped. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes straightforward is better. <laughs> I mean, especially when God knows what you could draw to yourself. Because this, I feel like this could have been an entire episode. Mm-hmm. If it went mm-hmm. too sideways, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be. Trying to escape from hell. Mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a five-parter. A lot like <laughs> <laughs> the centaurs. Our centaur turn, yes. <laughs> It could it could have been like the whole uh, Sam and Frodo sneaking into Mordor kind of thing, but right. I think that would have been kind of a downer. Yeah, yeah, you know this works. This works. Just a mad open it up run, mm-hmm. and then Fitz gets there, gets to look back at his boys. They're coming. He's doing that thing where he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'd like to imagine he didn't say he was doing it, but he's doing the TikTok dance as he's, like, watching his boys. And <laughs> as he's doing this, he notices, oh, some, I don't know, I imagine a palatial mansion mm-hmm. just off a bit of a ways. Made of onyx. Made of mm-hmm. onyx, girl. And a giant portal where he can clearly see Nua and specifically the Godscar Chasm, which makes me go, mm-hmm. does he know what it looks like? Or is Trav just letting us know? Yeah, I wondered about that too. I don't know if that was that was information for us or information that Fitzroy actively had. I think it's fair to assume that maybe Fitzroy was able to extrapolate like, wow, that's I mean, because if you saw if you had not really seen the Grand Canyon, but you knew what a Grand Canyon was, and then somebody showed you a picture of it, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that's probably that's probably it. Right? You know, big sure. Big hole. <laughs> I think that you know what, that's fair. I wonder if it's like the portals in like World of Warcraft, where if you're trying to go to Orgrimmar, you just see like a picture of Orgrimmar on the portal mm-hmm. in my mind it was just like a direct like a doorway so i was like yeah but that's uh, you know which would be a little bit harder because then if you Hmm. were just seeing a portion of the grand canyon you might not know Mm. it could be that antelope canyon or whatever (laughs) 
I think it's safe to assume, though, that he somehow or other that he was able to. That was what his elf eyes could see across this distance. He could just Or maybe tell. it was like in his gut. He just knew that's the God's Scar chasm. That's where my Sometimes, powers come from. Right. It's like if you're an adopted child and you look up and you're like, that's my parent. Yeah. No, that's it. That could be it. Where he just knows. It's this feeling. It's in his gut. Yeah. Just like he knows sort of instinctively, oh, that must be Grey's palace because it could be somebody else's palace. True. You know, I mean, you can't. <laughs> we don't know how many palaces there are in this whole dimension. There could be a whole lot I of mean, princes. Right. It could be lousy with palaces. <laughs> palaces and princes. All over the place. The, the that can just be his lake out. house. Yeah. <laughs> There's just huge houses everywhere. Oh, damn it. Well, I thought I really had something there. <laughs> Maybe this is their theme park in the Hell Dimension, and that's oh. actually, like, where their imaginary princess lives. And it's not even oh, a real palace. Yeah. It's just a scale oh. model. I love mm. that. Well, and I think the big curious question I have, too, is that, like... It's interesting to me that this portal had to be opened up within, like, the, the, that this specific dimension had to be used. So this kind of makes mm-hmm. me go, why did Hagelmiss have this in the first place? Oh. Right? Yeah. Like, if that is Gray's house, why, how, like, mm. of all the places that this portal could go through? Well, maybe the portal didn't exist until, like, maybe this is how they first ran across each other. Or how uh, Gray wound oh. up in their world. We don't know for sure whether That's a good potentially um, Hieronymus and, and Hegelmus had some involvement in that happening in the first place. We don't really yeah. know exactly because we don't know the specifics of their history. Just sort of some, some vague outlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for is some more info on why and how all of these people are connected. We have a lot of mysteries still because we know that this Absolutely. portal to the Godscar chasm is is designed to be like more permanent. Yes. Somehow you're able to tell that it's more permanent and not like a transitory temporary thing. And we're, they also see someone through it and mm-hmm. we don't know who it is uh, or what that's supposed to mean yet. Or what mm-hmm. side they're on. Like, are they in the chasm or are they in hell? Ooh. I don't know. Put it on the uh, murder board. Guys, our murder board is full. <laughs> there are just, again, threats everywhere whole sweaters being made Uh, mm -hmm. via the threads it's bonkers up here it's bonkers and fashionable and ready for fall (laughs) oh yes Mm. (laughs) but the good news is our whole team is here we can get through this portal oh no it there's a hellhound right on our tail oh god what are we gonna do i don't know (laughs) here comes a heroic knife in the face of this hellhound (laughs) Mm -hmm. its head is chopped clean off by who? <gasps> our hero. Aww. The champion of our hearts. Hieronymus. Hieronymus the true. The true, what is he? Pr- wizard? <laughs> Elf? <laughs> Elf. <laughs> They're elves for sure. They're full-blooded. Principal. Pointy-eared. Principal elves. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our true hero, our true principal, Hieronymus, is back. <laughs> he can speak. He's cognizant. He can take he- the head off of a dog. Thank goodness you're here. <laughs> He understands it when you were making a dog joke and you probably don't have to explain. He's in on it. He gets it. He knows you're going to keep razzing him about being a dog for the past 80 years. I know it was 50. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like 80 in dog years, though. There you go. Exactly. So, okay. Listen, we have time to wrap. Everybody get to Marie's office. She's got drinks in the cabinet. (laughs) Suckers in the jar next to her computer she has larry the lime character band-aids for everybody oh you've got everything you need 
And now everybody has a chance to just decompress, have a little chat about this. Y'all, this has been a day. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are full of pizza, Mm -hmm. full of ire. Yeah. Full of the idea that, like, not only did we lose a member of our team, uh, of, of, like, you know, who they thought was a, a friend. Yeah. A compadre. That was in on this broken chain. Mm-hmm. So not only did they lose him, but they've all, they've, they've also gained these three infants that have just thrown their entire world into a right. tailspin. Mm-hmm. Not only did they join, but they, like, made it super complicated now. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess it was always going to be. And you know what? Unbroken Chain, at least, you know, you're aware of it. We have to figure out what we're going to do to start this war. Does anybody know how to start a war or win a war? <laughs> or win a war, yeah. More importantly, yeah. Has anyone won a war before? <laughs> they they just have to go, like, Siri, how do a war? There you go. And apparently the answer to that question at this point is it's kind of like selling Tupperware. They're just right. they're just going to build like a pyramid scheme. They're going to have some uh-huh. parties and invite some people over and then encourage them to join the war. Maybe is right. how they're going to do it. <laughs> Unless they can get better advice. Right. It's either we actually need the advice or we just got to start these recruiting parties, which, you know, the pizza is good. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mosh and Jackal are already pulling their weight. They already know the first person to ask to recruit to this pyramid. <laughs> they suggest we recruit Osmondalius. And I have to say, I looked up Warforged after they brought this up and mm-hmm. Oz might be my <laughs> new date. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of like... Slightly sexier fantasy RoboCop, but not I mean, with the not with the cop part because they no human people. Part. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Give it's very a, good. Yeah, you don't need it. I I cannot wait to meet. I hope we still get to meet this person because it sounds like it's a great suggestion. But they only kind of linger on it for a moment on seeking out Oz because Argo does bring up we don't know who's on Gray's side and we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have magic glasses who can tell us <laughs> who's friends <laughs> with who. So mm-hmm. I liked the suggestion that Clint had of like, oh, we can just get some sort of fantasy they live glasses in here and sort of tell who the bad <laughs> guys are as if as if it was yeah. that easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. would be nice, right? It would be. be a bit of an aura. But then I think it's interesting mm-hmm. that we kind of get like one more little flip. Like we've just brought up this amazing Warforged who you I guys. can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm deeply hoping regardless of anything that happens, they bring it in. Yes. Good God. Yeah. But then Fitz kind of like, <laughs> he kind of like pulls the record off and be like, wait, hold on. Y'all. <laughs> I don't even think I want to go to war. And it's not because I'm scared. No, no. I don't want anyone else to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And we now know where Gray lives, maybe. <laughs> Pretty sure. What if we just go to his house and stab him? <laughs> like, what? what is this game? What is happening? Yeah, we may we may still get the sneaking into Mordor approach of uh, <laughs> here. It's it might not just be the 100-yard dash through the hell dimension. This time, they may, if they have to go back, they're going to have to find a way to actually sneak in and yeah. somehow keep Gray from knowing that this is their plan. Because if it fails, as uh, I forget who, someone in the Unbroken Chain points out, this is going to go super sideways You're, because if you break the rules if that badly knows. and you try to assassinate him and it doesn't work, mm-hmm. ooh, you've got problems. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's going to go off. So it sounds like, you know, they're going to keep rallying their own troops they're going to keep up these appearances and then Mm -hmm. if nothing else i figure 
whatever they are able to bolster before they go and do the sneak attack, then at least if things do go sideways mm-hmm. in the sneak attack, they will still have some sort of safety net or at least something to fight back with if he does decide to unleash hell on everybody. Yeah. Well, they also need it as a diversion, not just as a backup. Exactly. Because this is what Gray wants them to be doing, which right. is like the weird mm-hmm. sort of the concept of him as a bad guy, that that he wants these roles, that he wants them to be doing this. He wants someone to fight him. So. Yeah. If they didn't appear to, like, they they have to keep some of it secret, but they also have to make some of it obvious, right? Because if he thinks that they're not doing it, he's going to be suspicious. Yes. This is, are you going to go rally the four divine beasts, or are you just going to head straight to Ganon? (laughs) So then maybe the idea here is, yes, we are going to go right to Ganon, but... Maybe you have, you've sent out the message to just the Gyarado and the Rito and the Zora (laughs) and the Goron directly that, Mm -hmm. hey, Link might need your help if this goes south. Just like be ready. But they don't have to worry because even though they've got secret plans inside secret plans inside secret plans, everybody there can keep a secret. For sure. No problem there. Uh, what a great... <laughs> How to Bed Day starts starts slowly fading up, but in a minor key in the background. What a way to close out the episode. <laughs> so I think now I'm at a point where I'm like, what's next? Yeah. Are we going to go get to see this Warforged next time? Do we get to meet Oz? That's my hope. Yeah. My hope is that they actually uh, commit to the next episode being the long-awaited beach party. (laughs) And Oz is there. And Oz is there. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. They will have waited long enough after having been poisoned and traversing a hell dimension so that they can swim. Mm-hmm. So that we can get those Mai Tais. Finally. So that we can exactly. we can get the Fearbog learning to swim. Because, I mean, you know, like, if there's going to be a naval battle, he needs to know how to swim. That's uh-huh. just dangerous. Exactly. Right. It's for his own safety. And if everybody has to do that in swimwear with cocktails, mm. then that's mm. what needs to be done so for the future mm-hmm. of Nua. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to this uh, beach blast next time where we're going to meet some new characters, <laughs> show off <laughs> our new... see some cute swimwear. Exactly. Meet an orca. Can't oh, wait. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Snippers is going to love it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Snippers. <laughs> Snippers is going to get into a whirlwind romance with uh, another crab. It's going to be very Sandy Danny. <laughs> oh, those summer nights. <gasps> a lot of freeze frames of everybody laughing with, like, popsicles. <laughs> car taking off into the air at the end of it all i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) all right well while we get ready for the beach party um is there anything we forgot to mention that we would like to bring up now we didn't talk very much about the silhouette but i i don't know that there's much to talk about there because i wasn't really sure what travis was getting at or if we were supposed to know what he was getting at like to you know what i mean like right it wasn't clear if the silhouette was because at first i was the second lesson i was like did he meet were we seeing hieronymus did they they didn't come out in the god's chasm because it was a different portal so i'm not sure right what i'm not sure what was being foreshadowed there i took it as sort of like maybe there's a third party we need to know about watching yeah and i don't know if that's good or bad Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think that was probably, it's very unclear at this point, so. Yeah. Um, all I have is the quote, you kiss your mother with that meowth. <laughs> and I laughed shamefully loud at that. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good gags, some good jokes in this one. Uh, that's what I have, too, though mine is a little bit more blue. Uh, the phrase, 
<laughs> when they realize the the invisibility spell wouldn't work, uh, Justin says, "Come under my cloak, have some laughs," and I'm like, "That's a oh. euphemism." <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a euphemism. I just had to write it, <laughs> let everybody know. Come down to the gutter with me, everybody. Just saying. <laughs> Have some laughs. All right. So I think then we can uh, run 100 yards through hell over to the poles. <laughs> Come with me, everybody. <laughs> so last time we wanted to know how you were serving your party pizza. And uh, the classic answer took the win. It is circle pizza with triangle cuts. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for voting. And thank you for the pizza. This time we want to know, what resource do you take away first when overthrowing an evil demon prince? We will have that poll up over on our Twitter, at RomancingZone. And we will meet you back here in two weeks. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.